If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Angela Bishop, and for the past 30 years, I've been lucky enough to interview some of the funniest, loveliest, and zaniest celebrities around. There have been some cracker interviews, but what you see on TV is usually just a fraction of what's actually recorded. I've been looking back on some of my favourite interviews from the last three decades, and you're in for a treat. You're going to hear the best bits, worst bits, edited, unedited, all with a bit of a backstory from me. Find out what went off before the cameras went on. This is Starstruck, with me, Ange Bishop. The artist we're going to take a good long look at today is a bit of a goat. And I mean that in the nicest sense of the word, as in greatest of all time, because I've yet to meet anyone who's been to a Robbie Williams concert who leaves thinking he left anything in the tank. He works hard to make sure that everyone at his gigs has an absolutely brilliant time. And I'm here to report he does much the same thing in interviews. He's someone who makes sure that you get some great stuff. He's open, he's authentic, he's cheeky, he's funny, he's everything you could want in an interview. I've been lucky enough to chat to Robbie Williams at various stages in his career, going right back to when he first left Take That, to most recently at the ARIA Awards 30th Celebrations. And I think what we're going to find out today, as we have a listen to some of these interviews, is a little bit of the evolution of Robbie Williams, if you like. We're going to start with an interview I did with him in 2014. And before the cameras started rolling, he had us in stitches. This gives you a bit of a taste of what the real Robbie Williams is like. You've been going since, what, three o'clock this morning? Yeah, five. Five? Yeah, but... yesterday? Yeah, but I, I, I don't know whatever time five o'clock is in Los Angeles. It's all good, though. I'm on, I'm on caffeine and excitement. <laughs> and I'm thinking I could mount a penguin and ride it <laughs> through Sydney. <laughs> so I know I'm tired. We can arrange that. Yeah. yeah. Get me a penguin! <laughs> As long as we can film it, yeah. <laughs> that's the deal. <laughs> Sadly, that never happened. But as the interview progressed, it took on a more serious tone. Can it be that our Robbie's all grown up? Robbie, welcome back. Good to be back. You've kept us waiting a while. What's been going on? Don't know, man. Like rehab happened a few times. Wife happened take that who nobody cares about here happened <laughs> you know people care about them here well do well, well well then then i should have because i toured last year and i should have come down here to tour but then i recorded an album and put out the album and did the promo it's just taken forever and uh I, i'm glad to be here and now we're coming back on tour in september which is great news yeah it is fantastic and I watched on New Year's Eve your absolutely brilliant um, show from the Royal Albert Hall. 
because they showed it over here. What, the old one? The one, the new one. The Palladium, it was the Palladium. Palladium, sorry, Did, my did they show it on the television? They showed it on New Year's oh, Eve here cool. in Sydney. And it was absolutely extraordinary. Thank you very much. And is that a taste of what we're going to see? Absolutely. That show is the show that I want to take on the road. Oh. And um, I want to throw the, the showbiz kitchen sink at it. And You uh, flew. Without yeah. giving too much away. Yeah, I do. Should I not give that away? Well, well you know, it, it's out there. I'm a flyer. <laughs> Hate me. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I sort of, I want to bring a touch of the TV shows and the magic that I used to love when I was a kid, eating crisp sandwich with my grandma on a Saturday evening. Did you have Morecambe and Wise here? Absolutely, we okay. had Morecambe and Wise. Okay, so, you know... Oh, and the two Ronnies. I know the two I Ronnies. Know. They came down to us and did their own two Ronnies in Australia. It's good night from me and it's good night from him. Good night from him. Good night. So I want to sort of bring that energy. Brilliant. And, and um, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm throwing the showbiz kitchen sink at this tour. And I, I, want to be, I want to be that guy that, you know, that made me feel good when, when I was a kid with my grandma watching the telly. Well, you've got the right album to do it with. Now, let's get the title when you decided to call it Swings Both Ways, you wanted the, you wanted the double entendre, you wanted all of that to be there, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I'm known for being cheeky. Indeed. And uh, it's, it's a cheeky title. And also, you know, it, it creates, hopefully, that smile and the knowing, nod <laughs> and the knowing, wink. And um, it, it, it does the job for me. And it wouldn't be me just to call it something boring. No. Um, so Robbie Williams swings both ways, <laughs> which has been long said and rumoured and written in. It's it thousands is said that I do like a bit beep. <laughs> you suck one beep, call. and you suddenly suck several. <laughs> that's lovely for the morning. We'll Sorry, do a small snip beep. there, but that's all good. Now, previous time I interviewed you when you were in Australia, we were at um, a strip joint in Melbourne by the name of Spearmint Rhino. Oh, I remember. It works for me. It really does. This is the first time I've been early to any press conference. Which was a nice, classy place to do an interview, and I'm kind of missing the whole poll this time around, that we're just not there. I remember the trucker's hat. Yes, and all of that. And the herpes. And the what? Nothing, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I've done everything professionally that I want to do. I've parted like, you know, not many other people have parted. It's time for me to settle down and, and, and have children. i tell you who I've really got this weird thing for at the minute as well is Rachel Griffiths. She just had a baby. Great. That's, that's lovely. That was 2003, I think. So how, would you, how much would you say you've changed since then, 11 years um, on? I've been tamed. Have I, you been tamed? Yeah, but, you know, I was due a taming because... You can't live out there on the ledge forever. You know, you're going to fall off at some point. And uh, I've got a beautiful wife that loves me uh, unconditionally. And, uh, and I love her unconditionally too. And, and, and life's a lot more gentle than it used to be. You know, it was all a lot of fun and, uh, you know, high drama and high speed everything. And, and you know, interesting. But you can't keep that pace up for life. You just burn out. And... Um, now I'm trying something different out. I'm, I'm a daddy. Yeah, And I'm a husband. Thank you. Teddy, Theodora Rose, Teddy Rose, absolutely beautiful. And you wrote a song on the album and you performed it in that concert that I thought. And it's Go Gently. Go Gentle. 
Go gentle. I was in tears watching you sing that. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Would, what about her birth prompted you to write the song and how soon after she was born were you writing that down? Gee, I'm, I'm a bit jet-lagged and it's very easy to get emotional when you're jet-lagged and it's so easy to get emotional thinking about her. Um, something cosmic happens to your universe when a little person that you've created turns up in it. It's uh, unexplainable, unfathomable, um, but there is, you know, my, my I, I, it's cliched and it's cheesy, but I wrote a song called Feel, and the chorus goes, I just want to feel real love and I have that living. When she turned up, my, my home, my heart, and everything was full. And um, she's so easy to talk about, she's so easy to write about, she's so easy to sing about. I'm a, now a boring parent. Are you worried when you became father of a daughter, are you concerned that one day she might meet someone like you used to be? <laughs> well, I was a lot of fun. You were fun. You know, I was a lot of fun. Um, I Would you be happy with your daughter going out with the well, old this you? Is, this is what I figure. Mia and her mum get on really, really well and we love each other. And, you know, we're not angry and we're not mean with each other and we don't fall out and we don't raise the voices. And I figure that if I give her time and love, she'll make the right choices. If she feels loved and she feels full, she won't be going out picking idiots. That's what I hope, you know. If not, I will break their legs. <laughs> You'll be there with the shotgun. Yeah, seriously. 100%. Yep. Do you think you'd be in the position you are now, happily married, beautiful girl, this great tour, this great album, if you hadn't finally conquered your demons and done rehab and... It's that. very, very difficult to say, but you know, sort of Philip Seymour Hoffman there, but by the grace of God go I. You know, he, he breaks up with his missus and off he goes into his apartment by himself and what happened, happened. And uh, I've got it in me to do a similar sort of thing. And um, it's something that I've been, you know, thinking about, God willing, I'll be with Ida for the rest of my life, you know, but left to my own devices, I sort of go off piste, as it were, and find it very difficult to come back. Um, so far, so good. It's been eight years of um, bliss, if you like. Uh, it's been eight years of really kind of centering me, myself. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a, a much better place for it. And I, I seem to be more equipped to deal with things. I seem to be more equipped to go out and be the breadwinner. There's a reason now, <laughs> you know. And there's, there's several thousand reasons, but there's two huge ones, the wife and the baby. And um, I don't know, it just they, it centers you. Are you a better performer now? Um, I, was I went on tour, I did a huge stadium tour last year and I was worried that maybe I wasn't me anymore and maybe the audience weren't them anymore. And what happened was I was on fire and they were on fire and all was good. So uh, as a performer now, um, things, things I hope are just the same. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, my name's James Matheson. Once you finish listening to this podcast, why don't you head over to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal? Each week, Luke Tokyo and I break down every immunity, alliance and blindside in the world's greatest game. So grab your torches and I'll see you over at Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. Success has always been your ambition. Is it reward enough in itself or were you not really happy till family came along as well? Uh, no, it wasn't reward enough itself. It, it, it came with huge, a huge price. You know, there's a, there's a glare that shines upon you when you become the man for five seconds. You know, and Longer it's, than five seconds. Well, you know, this sort of the gla- whatever glare that was on me at that moment now isn't there. They used to come and find me. Now I bump into them by mistake. Gotcha. Things are different. And um, showbiz is a lot of fun. I get to create this character called Robbie Williams and go and talk in interviews and sing to people and they smile and they're, they're happy that I'm there. And it's the place that I've always wanted it to be. And it wasn't in my 20s. Were it, there times you didn't remember doing the gig? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there, yeah. There's times I, remember, I don't remember doing whole tours. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, my memory's never been very good. <laughs> it's not the most important thing right now, is it? There's a lot of a few duets on this album and the performance you did with Ollie Murs of the great Jungle Book song. I love that song. Thank I want to be yeah, just yeah. like you. Yeah. Do you look at someone like Ollie and do, are you happy that he does idolise you and worship you the way he does and does love what you do so much? Or does you feel a little I bit I like of... nice people that are nice. You know, I'm, I'm nice in return. In the particular case of Ollie, I was there at the sort of incarnation yep. of his showbiz birth. He came, you know, we sang together on X Factor and um, he looks up to me and I'm an egomaniac. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, the best thing ever. <laughs> but he's a lovely man. And he's very talented, he's a great singer, he's a great songwriter, and he's got that thing that you can't learn, that many people wish they had, but they don't. People like him, and, um, and he's, he's a good boy, so I love him up. <laughs> You've done a few duets in the past with some Aussies, mostly chicks, um, namely Kylie Minogue and Nicole Kidman. You did Kids with Kylie and um, Something Stupid with Nicole, which was great. Any, any good stories from the time of recording those? Um, Say with Nicole. <laughs> nothing, nothing that could be broadcastable. Not, not saying that anything sexual happened because it didn't. But uh, there's nothing, nothing. Yeah, nothing broadcastable, other than you know they're, they're two very sensational women, incredibly hot, incredibly elegant, incredibly graceful, crushes of mine from childhood. And both successful singles. Are, you, are doing more duets with Australians anywhere on your radar? Well, I've been working with two Australian guys from Melbourne, Flynn and Tim, Undercolors, the band, really talented songwriters and, you know, proper, proper Aussie boys, always in trouble. Uh, and it's, it's weird sort of being the, uh, the elder brother to these two guys that are doing exactly what I used to do. I end up telling them off an awful lot. <laughs> it's probably because I'm jealous. But uh, yeah, Tim and Flynn, so talented, unbelievably talented guys. 
take that. Where are we at? What's the latest with you and The latest and is, I'm really enjoying being a solo artist again. It's a lot of fun. Show it's business. all about you. Yeah, it's all about me. <laughs> uh, I get to create exactly what I want and do it at exactly what time I want to, when I want to, and how I want to. But I had a lovely time with the boys. We created a great album and we created a great tour. At some point we shall ride again, but not in the uh, uh, near future. You look at bands like One Direction, have they ever asked you for advice, any of those boys? No, they've never asked me for advice, I've given it. Have you? What <laughs> yeah. is your advice no, to them? No, I haven't. I, you know, sort of Harry Styles came to see my show and I just checked in with him just to see how he was doing. And They've already got a head start, there's, there's streets ahead. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, well, because like, you know, when we started out in a boy band, we had no say, no control, nothing. We were like, jump, how high do you want it? And with One Direction, they're totally in control. They're like, we're not dancing, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. I'm not getting up at that time. Uh, I'm not getting on that plane. I, I know about the boys, you know, they're, they're firmly in control. They, they know that they're the boss. They don't need any advice of, of, of somebody like me. I'm very, very fond of them. They do seem to, I mean, Harry is sort of kind of the new, sort of walking footsteps similar to yours, I think. I don't know, he puts me in the shade. Do you think? Yeah. All the people that, he's a fine swordsman. He's a much, he's, he's a much finer swordsman than I was at his age. You he's know, getting I, some notches on the bedpost. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah he, he, he really is. And fair play to him. Fair play to him. Happy birthday for last week. Thank you very Significant much. Significant milestone, 40. Yeah. A lot of people have a, you know, sort of dodgy relationship with the 40th. How did it's you a bit of a wobble, I must confess, because, you know, I've got nothing. I, I don't have the folly of youth as an excuse anymore. And uh, I'm also, you know, a man-child. I realise how much of a man-child I am. Because 40 and old money is old. It's weird at uh, uh, my... My brain and my uh, being doesn't see that I'm 40, you know, whatever that means. But it only happened last week, so I'm like, oh, what's supposed to happen now? <laughs> Cardigan, <laughs> bus pass, change. lead hat. Pipe. Pipe. Yeah, let's sit and watch, I don't know, after bowls. <laughs> uh, but that, that hasn't happened. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, as humans, I suppose we get a stick and beat ourselves up with whatever mm. we can. Uh, my one is, I'm a bit thick, <laughs> and, I, and I wish I knew more stuff about more things, and I don't. But, you know, hey, perhaps that's not meant to be in this lifetime. Skunk Baxter from the Doobie Brothers famously studied astrophysics in the hotel room after every gig through his career. Really? Um, and became a rocket scientist. I've often wondered, what's it actually like when you come off stage hundreds of thousands of people screaming at you and you do end up back in your hotel room into that silence. How do you adjust? What actually... Drives you absolutely crazy. Drives, drives me crazy. It's the, it's the only aspect about tour that's not great. For me, I, I sort of... Three weeks into a tour, I'm still awake at 12 o'clock the next day. And it's not due to drugs or anything, but it's just mm. due to this communion that I have with the audience. It's so electric, it's so spiritual, it's so religious. It's so, you know, all of that good stuff that you go home and you're bouncing off, bouncing off walls. And, I, you know, it's like I did the take that tour and we do like eight nights at Wembley Stadium. And, you know, on the fourth night, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon and I've got a gig that evening, got to do it all again and I'm still awake. So it can be testing because, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, you turn mad 
as it happens with the wife and baby girl I'm managing to get to sleep at a semi-normal time. Semi-normal time being about five or six in the morning. <laughs> That's rock star time, though. Yeah, it is. You know, it's not because you know I'd, I'd like to get to sleep before then, but you just you know it's that that like I say, there's 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 an energy that happens between me and my audience that's just so buzzworthy it's very difficult to get sleep this is how buzzworthy it is your album has climbed up the itunes chart since you physically landed in the country a hundred and something positions it's now number three yes yeah i mean hello that's step great. foot in the country that's what we do yeah it's it's great i you know I, there's been an overwhelming I, I feel like i feel like one of your own do you? down here yeah in general, people's faces light up and, you know, it's like good on you, Robbie, and it feels good. It feels really good. Robbie's been back to Australia, of course. He was here in 2016 to help celebrate ARIA's 30th anniversary award show. That was the year it bucketed down on the red carpet. But this man knows how to work an umbrella and a microphone at the same time. Have you had fun here in Australia and what's the reaction been from fans? Always have fun in Australia. Get off the plane, feel right at home. Love being interviewed here. Love being able to speak my mind and be bawdy and have a sense of humour without it being taken and sensationalised in the press. Uh, I feel at home here. It's my, my spiritual home. Could you sing a little happy birthday to the Arias? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Arias. Happy birthday to you and many more. That was also the occasion that the Daily Mail caught me interviewing Robbie in rather an unusual manner. Take a look at the photo that goes with this podcast and you'll see what I mean. Thanks for listening. I'm Ange Bishop and this has been Starstruck, a Studio 10 podcast for 10 speakers. Hey, Husey here. You can't get enough of Husey. We have a problem. Channel 10's hit show. Well, now there's more to get. We've got a podcast. Find it at your favourite podcast app. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.